So we are back in the suite. My name is Rich. Joining me here today, we have Indy. Hello. We got Ognos. Hello. And it's good to have you guys here. If you're not already subscribed, please do so on whatever podcast platform you uh, you like to listen to us on. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, whatever. We're listed on every platform uh, so you can get notified whenever we have a new episode. Nice. Guys, what is happening this week? Not much, man. Or since the last time we were all It's here nice together. to be talking to you again. Yeah. I know. I'm 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 back from uh from down under. Down under. It's been a been a bit down under. Down under. You were under underwater. Yeah. Hanging out with some uh some ruse and some uh, <laughs> some koala bears. Shrimp on the bobby, you know. All that all that fun nice. stuff. Yeah. Did you actually have But it's good to be did back. You actually have shrimp on the barbie. Uh, not on the Barbie, no, but I, I did have some, some shrimp and some prawns and whatnot. Nice, nice. Yeah, so um, what's new? What's What's been going on? I feel like we've been very busy, even though it's been a, we really haven't yeah, been it's here. It's been a hell of a month. <laughs> February was very busy, <laughs> like on and off the vaporwave scene, for me at least. Yeah. I remember, um, I think it was like an episode in December that we did. I was saying, like, I can't wait for, like, January 14th, where, like, all the holiday stuff will be done. It's like, yeah, that, that hasn't No, No, hasn't that's definitely yet. been the case. It seems <laughs> like you've been on since the beginning of December, and it still hasn't stopped. <laughs> yeah. I'm busy. I feel like I'm not doing enough, too. Like, I'm shipping out these magazines. I'm writing all these articles and trying to do videos and interviews and website stuff and posting on the website and operations like staff management and it's uh, it's cr- all the fun stuff that goes along with running a magazine and a <laughs> media company basically yeah and i'm trying to i'm yeah. trying to find time for creativity and it's like jesus i gotta mm-hmm. i gotta slow her down simmer down that's the way you move it simmer down. yeah <laughs> i've been good though <laughs> Um, I've been listening oh. to some vapors, all kinds of vapors. That's good. You want to hear a song? Uh, sure. Yeah, sure. Wanna... Start start off with that. Start off with a banger. Yeah, okay, this song banger, is yeah. by is by Outer. I don't Outer O U T E R with I think it's Outer Temple actually, maybe Outer Temple. This this uh, album is on Power Lunch, I think. The song is called Cardiac Roulette Night, and the album is Hidden Empire. Roulette Night. Mm. 
Mmm, that's some groovy, thick juiciness. Definitely. Did is. you look at the album art while you were listening? <laughs> yeah, the album <laughs> yes. art is like crazy. It's got like the oh, like Svetka uh, robot. Where's that thing cyborg with from? Dolphins. I've seen that before in a robot. Oh, Great question. Oh, man. I've seen it before. I just can't think of it when I was like a little kid. Mm. But yeah. He said, I think Svetka Vodka did like an advertisement that had robots that looked yeah. like that. Also, iRobot kind of looked like that. Not exactly. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like all-purpose early 2000s future robot. Yeah. In my opinion. Dolphins. And uh, you said power lunch, and then I was thinking back. Um, we were talking earlier about the uh, the power 100 lunch <laughs> label. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, you're not going to play something from that, are you? Yeah. With <laughs> such notable albums as The Big Bang Theory, the full first season by Adam Sandler. and <laughs> Oh, jeez. Yeah, Ugh. yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's that one, my friend. No, I don't know whose label that is. Um, but yeah, I've been talking about Meme Wave with one of my buddies, and we might do a piece on it in one of the yeah. upcoming issues. There's a lot there. That's, that's some of those. Some of those are, are pretty funny. Yeah, some man. Of the, the names. Yeah. So. Uh, Agnes, what are you listening oh, to? Man. Um, you know, it's funny because I was listening to so much stuff lately. <laughs> I uh, I played a DJ set at the Terminally Chill party that they had last weekend. Yeah. And uh, so I Woo. was digging through my 1,000 albums I have on Bandcamp <laughs> and just trying <laughs> and just just really skimming through so much stuff, finding like some of the coolest like danceable feature funk and vaporwave music mm-hmm. and oh man if, let me if i could just pull up my freaking dj set list but it's on my other computer <laughs> but i have like um i ended up like pulling out like 300 songs that i like used and i didn't even get to scratch the surface yeah. on like most of them but um <clears throat> a lot of like uh because i had the description uh, the subscription for uh, business casual so i used a lot of that music and it was just like really great mm. um that and a couple of other like more of the popular songs I like, like the pop culture. Um, I did play like a uh, Mel Tears off the new album that just came out. I played one of those songs. Um, I dropped some Yule in there. I dropped some George Clanton, some Negative Gemini, and a bunch of other hundred percent electronica heavyweights. I <laughs> threw one nice. of my songs in there, <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> nice. I uh, I did a cool thing where I like uh. Mike, I had that uh, remix I did for our Data Girl, and um, I made a video on okay. Twitter where I was able to blend it perfectly with uh, Lisa Frank 420 off a of floral shop. Nice. And it, the fucking nice. like, trap breakdown, and it just like fit so perfectly. I wanted to do that during the set, but I just couldn't like get it to fit in the right moment because everyone was just mm. vibing so hard to the feature funk music that I just like couldn't just take that away from everyone. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, that's, that's like that's kind of like the hard thing to do is like is, that was my very first time DJing for a whole group of people, so um, I I mm-hmm. think it was like play what the people want to hear. <laughs> yeah. You gotta you gotta like work yeah. that in just right. Mm-hmm. Um, Pad does that during his his shows now. He has a, a version of Lisa Frank 420 that he kind of works in for up you know like mm-hmm. a few like thirty seconds or so at yeah. one point. Um, that that works well, but you have to drop it at the right time. yeah we ended up closing out the whole night to it and then just kind of because like it okay. was a party it, it only went from nine to twelve because it was outdoors and the ordinance in davis has okay. us we have to cut off all the music at midnight um but it, mm-hmm. we were still like probably like 20 30 people still on the patio <laughs> even at midnight <laughs> and it was just like crazy i was like really surprised by the turnout there it was just insane um yeah they do a good job at the terminally chill mm-hmm. parties um they you know we had the one in philly uh, at the end of January, uh, where we had obviously Skeleton Lipstick was the uh, organizes the whole thing, but we also had James from mm-hmm. DDS and uh, Pad there, and it was ten to ten p.m. to two a.m. and I, I, it's really surprising to see how many people actually come. Well, I guess it shouldn't be surprising anymore at how much mm-hmm. it's grown, but it's it's really cool to see how many people come out on a Thursday night or you know middle of the week to go and and go to a vaporwave dance party. <laughs> Yeah, it was a Saturday night, so like people were going to be out regardless. But yeah. just like, 
Yeah. I was still kind of just surprised by how many people I thought the patio floor was going to collapse in, like, during the middle of the night because, <laughs> oh, you, no. like, the the base is just hitting. And then, like, people are jumping, and I could feel the ground, like, caving in with every kick drum. <laughs> it was just, like, oh, getting, like, crazy out there. It was, just, it was a lot of fun. And um, Banta gets badass, and she's, like, killing it the whole night. She's a really good DJ. It's nice. awesome. Do you have any – are you going to be – doing any more of those out there um yes so um maybe i'm not sure if i'll be djing but there will definitely be another party coming up i don't think we've announced anything yet but uh, we're planning for the next one it's gonna be also out there in davis and i think that's about all i can say for now (laughs) okay true okay you reminded me of some music i've been listening to lately aqua like aquablanca or aqua like Aqua, Aqua, the band, Aqua, like, the four. Oh, Barbie, I'm a Barbie oh, girl. girl, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Barbie oh, yeah. girl's all right. I'm more of like a Dr. Jones kind of guy myself. <laughs> I like how, like, you, Agnes, you went for, like, yeah, you're listening to, like, this other stuff that's much more, like, with our <laughs> genre and, no, you know, no. highbrow <laughs> compared. No, I'm listening to Bar- Barbie girl. Man, there's some, they got some killer songs, man. Like, I haven't dipped into the discography, but I, what I did notice is that I wish <laughs> I. That's like the most proper way you can like talk about that. I haven't dipped into the discography. I haven't really no, I mean, explored their body of it's work like, before because I want to like expand my. Not DJ talking about like Mozart or anything. And, um, like what I've noticed is that I really had something going when I was playing some like '90s dance, like Euro dance. Oh, like, defo, yeah. House music, and I'm just like, shit. I need more of this stuff in my. Oh, my, hit me up. Ca- catalog. Oh, you got a bunch of it? Oh, I'll help you out. I'm all about oh, that, dude. man. Venga Boys. <laughs> oh, Venga yeah. Boys? Yeah, that's the oh. kind of shit. Seriously. I did listen yeah. to a lot of Venga Boys as a kid. That's right. <laughs> yeah, Aqua, Aqua's great, man. They got a couple of good songs. This one I keep listening to, An Apple a Day. I'm going to have to go back to that. Oh, my God. It's okay. <laughs> anyway, anyone, shout out to anyone, any of our listeners who like Aqua. It's 2020 and we're having a conversation. (laughs) Some of the songs are weird, like (laughs) going back and listening. They're kind of like rude and offensive in some ways. (laughs) It was the 90s. I mean, it's like objectifying and all that's, I don't know. But, but, PC culture. Well, I think there was a lot of, I mean, that's just, that's just what that kind of scene was at one point i mean what prodigy has a song called smack my bitch up oh dude this that is what like yeah they're made yeah that is true <laughs> exactly this is one of the things i wanted to talk about actually i had written down here okay so i think this might have been a canadian band but this fucking band i was just thinking about it randomly <laughs> i was like how did they name themselves this like what as a kid i had no idea but like if i had l- seen that now come out and it wasn't like a joke thing or it wasn't a part of a scene, it wouldn't make any sense. The band is Swollen Members. Do you guys, <laughs> do you guys know that shit? No. Swollen Members. No. I'm going to have to like, look this up. Oh, my God. I think they're a Canadian band. It was like some pop, poppy rap kind of stuff. Uh, it, was okay. it was okay for the time, I guess. But just how do you, how do you name your band Swollen Members? Like how, how does the the record label say like yeah this is gonna the kids are gonna like that name the kids are that's gonna, gonna sell it. well what record label are they on um, like are they on like PCP a major label production on like suburban noise <laughs> Virgin legit. Records okay <laughs> PC Canadian hip hop group from Vancouver <clears throat> small on the couve couple of Canucks there <laughs> yeah I don't even know what the what the hit songs were. I'm just looking at the Wikipedia page and like um, dissociated acts. One of them was like La Coca Nostra. Yeah. Dilated pee. Wait, what? La Coca Nostra. <laughs> um, like Coke in the nose? I think so. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. I'm just. It's the. Yeah. I don't know. It's just. It's just it's like. La just... Coca Nostra. This is great. Yeah. We're going deep. Deep boys. This might be some great stuff here. Who knows? But yeah, swollen members. I don't get it. I don't get it. They also appeared in some other songs, such as S and M on the Rocks. 
S&M on the rocks. S&M on the rocks. Yeah, I mean, the name of the band is um, not really that weird if you look at like the if you dive into the body of their work and you see what the rest of the names are, like the song in 2010, there's a video for called porn star. Hmm. So not really looking to beat so around the bush. Just, their <laughs> name is boners. Yeah. Just, just that's a name. We're basically, we're, we're hard. They're the boners. We're swollen. We're hard dicks. Swole, swollen. <laughs> I don't, like swole, I don't know. It's just, I don't, okay. Anyway, <laughs> Andy, you and your Canadians, you're just a bunch yeah, of we're fucking bunch weird of, there. You, you bunch there. of swollen members. We're fucking swollen up here, eh? <laughs> fucking cold. You gotta be swole up here in the north. All right, all right. What do we got? <clears throat> Should we uh, get into some voicemails? Yeah, let's do it. Voice mizzles. I'm excited. So yeah, uh, voicemails. You can leave us a voicemail at four one two four four vapor. That is four one two four four vapor. It's a U.S. number, so plus one. 41244 vapor did you know uh, if you're not in the united states uh indy are you able to play the files from the drive i'm gonna play that shit boy hi guys this is uh zipper belly um also go by waffle cone club so um i've been interested in throwing an event ever since i heard rodney's uh, vapor space show um that you guys put on and upon talking with some uh sort of event uh curators people could help me find location they uh, said something about not wanting to be a culture vulture because they didn't quite know what Vaporwave was, and I was just showing them right there at the table as we discussed potentially putting on a show. And it just kind of made me wonder, um, what's the most, like, respectful way you could work with Vaporwave, or, or does it belong to someone? Is it sort of outside of that culture vulture uh, realm? Um, yeah, so my, my main question for you guys is, uh, What's like the best way to work with Vaporwave, but also keep it genuine and and make sure you're you're paying it respects. Um, but yeah, thanks again for all you guys have done for the scene, and I look forward to your next podcast. Uh, okay. Take care. Bye. That was a cool question from uh, Zipper Belly. Wow, what an amazing, thoughtful question. I'm that's mm-hmm. that's yeah. such a yeah. great question, and thanks thanks so much for calling in. That's awesome. I, I um, first of all, I think it's awesome that. You know, listening to to Ronnie from Vapor uh, Vapor Space STL, mm-hmm. um, that is inspiring people to kind of go and do their own thing, which I think is exactly what he wants Absolutely. to do and get more more shows out there. And 2020 is shaping up to be the year of live vaporwave. He also did another interview with the Music's a Hang Up, and that's a really good one if you want to check mm-hmm. that out as well. Yep. So, what do you guys think in terms of you know what does it mean to be respectful of the genre? while putting on a show mm-hmm. it's, that's, or in general. So, I mean, it's, that's a tough I think, question, but uh, uh, you go ahead. What do you think? I, I think about this sometimes. I was having a conversation with someone about it recently where it was in one of our channels, actually. I don't remember which, but they were asking me about Future Funk, and I said, you know, it's interesting because the aesthetic, what, what does Future Funk look like when you picture it in your mind visually like two things Th- kawaii, think about it right now is that, is that it, it? <laughs> anime two things girls, i think of like anime girls and disco <laughs> disco like, okay yeah. that's what i'm talking about <clears throat> so in order to not disrespect or sort of or exclude the people that don't participate in that anime um conversation in future funk you may sort of miss or you may if you're going to throw just an anime you know like it's so it is very fragile thing i'm trying to say like i understand where he's coming from because they're like culture vultures that's the word he used a person that is very interested in the arts almost to an obsessive degree um so people are like so critical that you have to think about things like broadly like that like i'm sure george clanton certainly has um i think to to respect the genre is very subjective like it could be keeping it safe and keeping it secret or it could be doing something like what george did and 
something much bigger, right? Where you invite people that aren't necessarily even vaporwave, um, mm-hmm. but share that electronica like vibe, right? So I think it's like yeah. it's such a difficult conversation to have <clears throat> and question to answer. Mm-hmm. That yeah, I, it really I don't, it, it is. You just have to put your um, heart yeah, in I, it, and it's. I think it depends on the person too. I think like, what I think you should do is do what you feel is authentic to you, and don't try to run a show or do something just to please other people because like there's always going to be people who won't like what you do and then if you're not putting your whole heart into it then it's just going to be that much more like kind of like excruciating to put all the work and time and energy into something that sometimes people might not appreciate so if you do something that so i guess it depends it depends on how like what kind of show you're going Mm -hmm. for um this was a, a main topic that I had discussed with Skeleton Lipstick um, regarding getting terminally chill set up for the first time and, and how, how it got going. Mm-hmm. Um, so on one hand, yeah, you want to play Vaporwave and you want to, you know, do this stuff that's really cool that you really enjoy and you want to bring that to the people. At the same time, um, you know, you have a venue that's kind of, you know, putting themselves out there mm-hmm. for you to have one of these shows. So the venue wants to get people in there because that's how they make money is they get people in there. So you need to kind of curate it in a way where you are bringing in people that maybe aren't, you know, just in the scene that are, you know, interested and may just kind of come in and and see what's going on. Unless you live in like the vaporwave capital of the world and everyone is just, you know, walking down the street, drinking bottles of Fiji Mm -hmm. and just (laughs) living their best aesthetic life. And, and, you know, they know what's going on. Uh, You know, you want to be able to get people in there that, that want to do it. So, um, I know Chris takes a, a painstakingly amount of time um, to curate his his playlist. As Agnos, I'm sure you know, you went through oh, kind yeah. of the same thing, <laughs> putting your playlist together for Terminally yeah. Chill. But you know, he'll want, you know, he's very aware of what is needed for a show like that, and it's also very good at reading the room and and kind of switching gears if he needs to. Um, so, I mean, respect it by you know, playing what you want to play and, and, you know, what you enjoy, you know, bringing what you enjoy about Vaporwave to the people, but at the same time also realize that not everyone is following Vaporwave to the point where you're listening to a Vaporwave podcast um, and, you know, reading about it constantly and people there are probably just dipping their toes into it. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. Um, kind of keep the beginner aspect of it in mind um, and then just go from there in terms of just the aesthetics. I mean, that's just part of it. I don't know if you're going to be disrespecting it by, I don't know, throwing some aesthetic artwork and stuff up or some visuals. Yeah. my th- I think no matter what you can be bother people, no matter what you do, like right. people always have haters. People always get people mm-hmm. getting negative comments on things that they worked super hard on, you know, I mean, there's people that think like no one should be making any money off of right. Vaporwave yeah. because it Great goes point. against like the you know you know so. But at the same time, if you want people to cr- keep making it, it there's going to have to be some money exchanging hands at some point for something. You know, even if it's just to cover expenses and not even to like make a profit off of it. So um, you can you can go f- you know you could even say like even having charging anything for any kind of show for vaporwave goes against the spirit of vaporwave. <laughs> mm-hmm. No one's ever going to be a hundred percent happy. Yeah. It's, it's just, there's no way to please yeah, everyone. But the venues don't give a shit about vaporwave. No, the venues want to get people in there. They want to sell drinks and they want people to keep right. coming back. If so you, if you can do that, then they'll arms wide open. You'll keep coming right. back. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's a great question. Yeah. It's something we have to do all the time in life, actually, is just figure out how we show respect to things when we do things like our magazine. Mm-hmm. We talk about synthwave yeah. sometimes in our magazine, right? And that might mm-hmm. not be for some people, but we just have to hope that it's going to be a success, do our best, uh, you know? Yeah. And the good thing is, you know, it is the year of the live vaporwave show and there's plenty of people who are you know putting on these shows and and want to get the stuff going so if you have questions like how to do it like hit up ronnie from vapor space stl i'm sure he'd be more than happy to talk to you and and let you know give you some pointers on it or even you know chris skeleton lipstick i'm sure 
be more than happy yeah. to, to yeah, talk definitely. to you. And about also that. at at this point, like Vaporwave and Live is like so so new in the grand scheme of things that mm-hmm. pretty much anything can go. Um, you can get away with um, just I, the culture vulture idea. I, I don't see it because like Vaporwave can be any like kind of thing as long as it's sort of in the realm of it. And if you have to play a little bit of like kind of like the more mainstream music to kind of get people into the doors, but you still throw in the vaporwave in there, is would that not be a vaporwave party? Who knows? We're in uncharted hmm. territory. That could be the thing that makes vaporwave kind of extend into other genres and other scenes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. Great, great. That was great a great question. question, though. Definitely a great question. <clears throat> great question. Andy, let's get the next one up. Next one. Here we go. Hey, uh, Designator here. You know, I was thinking that maybe Vaporwave isn't really dead in the sense of, like, it's it's not exactly dead, but there's a flood of people coming out, making new things, and I think it really opened the floodgates of, like, what electronic music can be. Like, uh, there's so many weird niche ideas out there that people you know can grab onto and kind of flush out i think vaporwave really it really brought out the best of people doing that it it sort of allowed people to just like grab hold of these like weird ideas that they had and just run wild with them and i think in the next couple years we're going to see some really crazy some really crazy shit out there so just wanted to throw in my two cents about that. Thank you, Designator. I'm liking these names. We had Zipper Belly and we got Designator. Yeah, so you know, around on Twitter. Yeah. Um, I, I, I kind of get back to our. Uh, that kind. Of, I don't think there was a question, but that did bring kind of. Rem- there wasn't. No, it was just <laughs> the comment. general. It, yeah. it reminded, which is totally true. fine. It reminded me of the uh, the ten years recap of mm-hmm. Do we still know what Vaporwave is and like how people thought Vaporwave mm-hmm. was dead, but and now in a different way, it's like more alive than ever. And mm-hmm. it's just going to continue to like kind of evolve and just, I think it's going to keep evolving and growing into who knows what. <laughs> it's funny you mentioned that. Cause that's what? what I was thinking too, about how vaporwave didn't die. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because it's something that people need actually. People didn't know what it was going to be, mm-hmm. but it was this sense of, I can't get what I used to have in my childhood and all these things from my memories. And, um, you know, like all these old computer store, you go, you go walk in there, all these rotary, not rotary phones, old, old tech and (laughs) um, old, old commercials, old customer service, like just wallowing in that idea for, for your childhood. There was no real thing apart from like, like a nostalgia, but it's not really the same, right? It's like being able to relive it in a different way mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, again and not just remember it as a nostalgic memory. It's like an active, you can actively participate it in those, in those mm-hmm. things again, in that world again that you grew up with or you saw in movies or something. Um, so I think it was kind of bound to happen in one way or mm-hmm. another. Right. And I think about it now, but as like we age and time goes on and then younger people start getting involved in Vaporwave, their nostalgic experiences are going to be something of a newer time than probably what we've experienced. And maybe they'll just hijack those and implement and put their like maybe (laughs) early 2000s nostalgia into what they feel is Vaporwave to them. Yo, I, I I just saw this sick ass video by this guy, Diegesis. Diegesis? I just linked it. The video is The Death of Remakes. And he talks about something I talk mm. about all the freaking time, my friends and whoever, and no one ever agrees with me. I may have even said it on this show before, and it bothers me because I'm like, I know I'm right, and everybody says no, indeed, no. <laughs> but it's it's that there's, and the guy says it in the video, way more eloquent than I will now but it's that (laughs) we are making remakes all the time of the things that we wanted from our past sort of that studios know are going to make money so they just keep making that stuff Mm -hmm. and then 
the memories of what people grew up with as nostalgia are going to be these remakes and not original content, right? So, like, what is the nostalgia <clears throat> of the future going to be? Like, that trips me the fuck out, man. History repeats itself. <laughs> but so... Well, it depends. I mean, so <laughs> think about this. So, obviously, like, a, a movie franchise that's been around for decades is the James Bond mm-hmm. franchise, right? You both of you have seen some no, of the movies, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so when you think of James Bond, who do you think Pierce of? Pierce Brosnan, James Pierce. Bond. <laughs> you knew Pierce it. Okay, yeah, yeah. Sean Connery. Pierce Brosnan was was Pierce Brosnan yeah, was James Pierce. Bond in the nineties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that's when we grew up. That that's it makes sense. Like that's what you think of James Bond. But James Bond has been around for for mm-hmm. decades, and you have. Uh, Sean Connery and Roger Moore and and uh, you know Pierce Brosnan and then um, Daniel Craig now. So there's there's different themes and there's different styles that go along with them. For us, the nostalgia of James Bond goes back to Pierce Brosnan, you know, with a BMW, you know, doing whatever. But then for some people, it's Sean Connery and an Aston Martin, and it and it's they're still being made. It's not really a remake because they're still. It's the same. Um, they're different stories, but um, I find it interesting that the same franchise can have such different views of nostalgia or of memories, depending on who mm-hmm. you ask. Mm-hmm. Well, people yeah, are no. not going to be nostalgic for the new Ghostbusters movie. I can tell you that. <laughs> for example, so I can't say. <laughs> but but you know you don't know that. I mean, that, that's you know, true. How many? Kids yeah, we, went and saw you know the the remake with you know all the Saturday Night Live women that were on there, and in fifteen years they'd be like, oh, remember that awesome Ghostbusters movie that was made in two thousand eighteen or whatever it was. We don't know. I mean, and like yeah, I think cult films too, like movies that we don't like like now, but like ten years from now, like all of a sudden become like something that people just embrace. That's yeah. that happens all the time. <laughs> mm. Well, I'm going to link this video in the description for anyone that wants to check it out and see what I yeah. think is correct. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, just overall, I think the whole, you know, the idea that, you know, we need Vaporwave or it, it feeds something more than just a musical experience. It, it feeds a, a lifestyle or it feeds memories and it feeds, you know, feelings that you had back when you were growing up or at an earlier time. Um, I think that's absolutely true. Um, earlier this week, I think the Weather Channel did like a retro day or something like that. And they were posting some like old images of um, like what the channel looked like. And someone I follow on Twitter who I know, um, you know, posted something about that, like remembering the old Weather Channel. I'm like, well, do I have something for you? And I linked the the Retro Weather Channel Twitch channel on there. And he's like, he's like, oh, my God. Like, this is incredible. And then, like, someone else commented on it, and they're like, oh, it even has the terrible music just like I remember from back it's in the 90s terrible. and stuff. And I'm like, I, <laughs> you know, but the low fidelity terrible. So for someone oh, who's not heart. even in the genre or anything <laughs> like heart. that, that music still evokes a a sense of of memory and a sense of, of feeling. Um, so I'm so happy that my memory of history has a degraded VHS look to it. I'm so happy about that. <laughs> it's like this is too clean. I can't appreciate just, anything. Yeah, it's like, VHS it's got the lines. lines in the top and the bottom. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. got those CRT and in between every memory. It like <laughs> cuts to like a commercial because you taped over something else. Oh god, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's continuous. It just has little like blips of like clips and stuff in between all mm-hmm. of your memories. Did you have a movie that you watched oh. that was accidentally taped over or taped wrong, and so there's a piece of it missing? And then, like, years later when you see the movie again, but, like, in its full form, like, on a DVD, and you're like, oh, I never remember this scene. No. <laughs> because you never yeah, saw you it. Yeah, because you never seen it because you watched the VHS version <laughs> that was, like, recorded shittily. Yeah. Like, I could think of, like, one or two movies that that, that applies for me. What I did I, was tape never... over my goddamn home videos with Rugrats. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> my mom was so pissed. Oh my god! I erased our memories forever because I couldn't find a blank tape. I think I was ten. Damn. A whole oh. like I think it was f- like an hour maybe of uh, Rugrats. Rugrat. Rugrat. I know those episodes what, what pretty episode well. What episode was it? <laughs> <laughs> 
don't know the the memories that I taped over. Well, you got Rugrats. So yeah. That's all that matters. And I think my grandma was in there. Like She's passed away now, like for a long time ago. So we lost that, too. Damn. <laughs> you got Tommy Shit, Pickles, though. So it's yeah. All, all right. I want to talk about. You may not know art, but you know what you like, right? Yeah. <laughs> you missed that, didn't you? Uh, say it again. You may not know art. You, you may not know art, but you know what you like. It's when, uh, what's his face? Uh, Chucky Finster's dad won the lottery and bought the glass oh. elephant. <laughs> oh, man. I, I thought you meant, even though I don't <clears throat> know my memories, maybe because I remember Rugrats, that's why I am who I am, sort of. Well, that's that's kind of what I was like, <laughs> getting into, but it's also a reference yeah. to the show. I, I don't so remember that like episode. That was meta, right bro. I'm, I'm like well, sad at myself. Way to ruin my... my well, I had to understand my, it. Thing, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that sharp. Ugh. Okay, I want right, to. Let's get to the the last one. What? Yeah, the last voicemail. We have one more voicemail, unless you have something oh, else for this let's... one. Okay. What's up, Private Suite? Uh, this is Darian Shields in Seattle, Washington. I am calling because we are having a big vaporwave show next month, March twenty fifth at Vermilion, and it'll be myself and Eventual Infinity and Epson. And there's also going to be visuals with Sleep Pattern. So any Vaporwave kids in Seattle, come on out. There you go. If you're in Seattle, go check out uh, Vermilion, the Vaporwave show at Vermilion on March 25th. March 25th. Epson is playing too. Eventual Infinity and Epson. That's crazy. Yeah, I want to go up to Seattle so bad. (laughs) (laughs) one of the shows it's gonna be great it sounds like a pop in place yeah i've never been either but yeah if you're if you're um putting on any vaporwave shows or you have something coming up please just let us know we're more than happy to to shout them out on the show make people aware of it get people to kind of show up so defo love to hear it's and it's also just awesome to see how it's growing so i mean this is two voicemails that have been people that are either putting on a show or looking to put on a show So so dope man Yep. So glad to be a part of this thing, man. 2020. All right. Yeah, you got it, bro. All right. So there's a little short film I watched. It's called Hyper Reality. You may have heard of it. You may not have heard of it. I um, I have linked it here. And I'd like to play the intro of it because it's uh, – you'll probably get the idea of where it's going when you hear the intro. Definitely mm-hmm. watch it. Uh, we'll link it in the description. Cause it's freaking screwing with my head, man. It's mm. it's so good, and it's like a projection of what the future could be. You ever seen like Summer Wars, the film? Mm-mm. No. There's a place no. called Oz in Summer Wars, and it's like a virtual computer world that you go into to like use your computer. Futurama mm. actually did it in one of their episodes too. You like hook up and you go in and there's, there's like ads everywhere and shit. You're like, ah, oh, get out of here. I just want to go to the YouTube and watch videos or something. I don't know. You'll, you'll just, well, let's just check out the video together and you'll just see what I'm talking about. Um, it, it's basically like you're wearing like a like a heads-up device um, over your life, and your everything around you is connected to like the computer that you're either wearing or have embedded in you, or, or however this works. Um, and you're seeing everything change around you depending on what you're looking at. Um, so, like at one point, they're like, it looks like they're gambling or playing some kind of lottery game. Um, just holding their palm out to Google something and, and searching for something, and then they can't log in. So it says you want to reset your identity, like you're resetting your password, but you're going to lose all of your uh, what did it say, like identity credits yeah. or something? Uh, yeah, um, which is kind of like dystopian in a mm-hmm. in a way, um, similar to like China, where you have like the social credit and and everything. It's very similar to what was in Ready Player mm-hmm. One. Where people have like the credits and and whatnot, you buy things and then get it delivered to you. Yeah, to your 
whole get up. But it's like the the internet extends beyond just a computer or a phone or something like that. It it becomes intertwined with life yeah. in general. Um, it kind of reminds me of a of a skit, and it's not really totally um, related, but it reminds me of a skit that Dave Chappelle did on his show, probably. I don't know, 15 years ago or so, um, where he portrayed the internet as a real place. Oh, nice. <laughs> oh, I remember that skit. <laughs> He's like walking through a mall and it's, you know, people yelling at debt consolidation, gambling, like and then porn everywhere. It goes to the porn place. <laughs> and, yeah. And it's just, it, it's, it's kind of like that, except of just the internet <laughs> inside of a shopping yeah. mall or something. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But instead of, you know, like the, the virtual, uh, the virtual experience being translated into a physical, more relatable experience like a shopping mall or something. This is literally pulling the digital experience out into the world and just keeping it as is. Yeah. Um, which is interesting. Look at it. It's like if you were looking at the world through your phone, seeing all your notifications. Kind of. All yeah. your system Google updates available. All that <laughs> shit. But in your visual... Yeah, like that's Frame that's what the, the vision for Google Glass was, was this kind of stuff just popping up around and it, But this is just such a well-done, like fully-fledged version of it. It's like really interesting mm-hmm. to see. And the question is, I have is, well, let me read this first. Hyper-reality hyper presents a provocative and kaleidoscopic new vision of the future where physical and virtual realities have merged and the city is saturated in media. So would you... Like, how often would you guys wear this sort of thing? Like, would you? And, like, how... I guess it depends Sometimes. on how beneficial it is to your life. But, like, how... Would you get sick of it, you know? <clears throat> yeah. I, I no, used I to want this shit absolutely. bad. No, I can Like, this technology, <laughs> like, I can see being very helpful. Like, the navigation thing that they kind of show mm-hmm. briefly. Like, think about, like, you put on a pair of glasses and you have to walk somewhere. Mm-hmm. Okay? And, like, you don't know where you're going, but you have like GPS on your phone. Normally you have your phone out and you're kind of following it every few minutes. Imagine just having a pair of glasses on and in your field of view on the ground, a blue line is just painted on the ground that just you follow and it's, it's made and it changes depending on whatever else is going on. It's like autopilot walking like at that, that point. kind of, <laughs> but it is true. You don't have to pull it's like You phone. don't have to, you don't have to pull, you don't pull your phone. You're literally walking kind of like it's like the blue line on like Google Maps that you would do when you search on your computer. It's just laid down on the ground for you. You just follow that. And depending on where you're looking, it's constantly changing the location of it on the ground to make it look like it's painted or physically yeah. on the ground. Um, it's kind of like the like the first instance of something like that that I remember seeing like that's actually implemented was the first downline when watching NFL football is they oh, put right. that yellow yeah. line on there. Um, which I remember when that happened was was like, like how does this work? Like how could they possibly have this done in mm-hmm. real time? Um, and it was incredible, and it's completely changed like the way you watch football on TV. I mean, it it really has like made a huge impact. So um, imagine that, but actually in real life, stuff like that can just be laid down and, and put down in front of you. So I could see that being yeah. useful, but being constantly bombarded with ads and <sighs> tracking yeah. and everything else would just be I, exhausting. for one, I'm not a fan of advertisements. I'll pay money to see less ads. I usually do. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. I don't know. If, it's, if this thing was just designed to just feed me, like, just... Uh, so I can just consume more media to buy more shit. I probably wouldn't be all that interested into it. Well, watch the rest of the film to find out what happens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm um, like, I don't know. I was just up at Sequoia National Park this weekend and it was just like being out there and just being able to take a moment. I was with my brothers and like all my family and stuff. And um, my brother's like, oh, I wish I would have brought a speaker out here. I'm like, dude, what is your problem? It's like have a moment just like enjoy you hear that and he's like what and like that's silence it's beautiful and you don't have this at home <laughs> yeah i was thinking like i was thinking about like packing a, like a bluetooth speaker on my trip when i went just to kind of have in the hotel room just for whatever but like just sitting and being able to like listen to like everything going on outside was fantastic and it's like you don't need anything else you just want to listen to 
nature and everything else yeah, take around it in um, <laughs> yeah seriously yeah, it's it's um it's nice it was really nice out there and it's, it was nice to just like disconnect for a day and then um but i was like taking doing a bunch of photos and stuff and taking pictures so i wasn't like completely disconnected from mm-hmm. technology just yeah you know. but that's a different different type of mm-hmm. connected i mean you know you're doing some artwork and yeah. whatnot but yeah i don't see a need to have something like this constantly yeah, bombarding nah, me with I would get this would get everything old so fast like i me. i feel like I, it would be very very exhausting yeah for sure but very interesting concept though very very interesting concept you guys ever hear those cds from back in the day when you're growing up where you would listen to the whole cd and then you would just leave it right and cds play in order from first song to last to ending song and then there would be a secret song at the end that would play after a bunch of silence you guys ever experienced that like the last song is like 12 minutes long or something like that and then the song ends and then it just doesn't the track doesn't actually stop and then it continues and then silence for like a couple minutes and then there's another song that Mm -hmm. wasn't on the track list yeah i i yeah i've i've I can't remember specifically which one, but that does sound familiar. That was a fairly, I don't want to say common mm-hmm. thing, but it, I, I remember it happened a few times. I was thinking times. about that recently and how like that could be a cool thing in Vaporwave. I haven't really seen it been done. Um, well, yeah. But I think I have to do a lot with like the, well, not really, because like I think like, like on like CDs, you have like, what is it? A hundred minutes of playtime, like max. And so they'll leave all that. Not even. It's usually like sixty minutes yeah. or yeah. How um, long the but there's like a there's a set amount of time that you can have on a CD that you can put in a CD player. So they'll put that last chunk, yeah. and then they'll put all that dead air and the last chunk of that hidden song is just at the very end. And but we don't mm-hmm. have limitations in digital streaming and all this stuff. So it's kind of like well tapes. Well, yeah, tapes. I guess true. Um, Tapes, you know, yeah. I there was a cool thing um, I noticed on a record from uh, uh, Jack White from the White Stripes, and uh, mm-hmm. one of my one of the guys I hung out with before I started even getting into vinyl. This is like 2014, and he was already collecting vinyl, and he played this Jack White record. Um, and if you like place the needle at a certain spot, it would actually like play a whole different loop then it will have like an alternate intro hmm. <laughs> that will go into the song at the start of the record. And it, yeah. And then like, um, <clears throat> they had some, like, uh, some markings on there. If you had a light just sitting above your record player, it shows an angel and it looks like the angel spinning, like in a 3d sort of like design. And yeah, it was, it, it was like a really like interesting thing where it had like all these little cool things about the record that isn't like typical of just like a normal record, like just hidden in there. Like with the alternate intros, and then well, he's nice. pretty. Jack White's pretty inventive, mm-hmm. anyway. Yeah, it does a lot of really interesting stuff with sound and and music. I know I remember seeing one video of him one time where I think he modified a guitar and had a a harmonica mic like installed in it where he could like grab it and it was like on a retractable cord and he can like you know sing mm-hmm. into it. Um, but a harmonica mic is tuned very differently than a vocal mic. Um, so you get like this weird distortion from it. And like he does like weird things like that, even just during live performances that just are pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So true. Um, yeah. It's the one that comes to mind for me is a uh, green days. Dookie. Dookie well, had the, a song at yeah. the very end. It was called like I all by myself or all something. Myself. All by myself. Yeah. I was looking. Nobody was and looking. <laughs> there was another one by a band called New Found Glory, pop punk band. You may, mm-hmm. you may have heard of them. Never heard of them. Let me search up the thing right now. I'm, Are I'm, you I'm, being no, serious? Or yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> song. Okay, I actually so, seen them uh, live once, yeah. Oh, nice. Okay. 
Like I'm not defending them that, or really yeah, like, I, oh, like, oh, I'm a newfound glory stand or anything like that. But like when I first like got into the Navy, me and a bunch of guys I was with, we all went to go see a newfound glory show. That's pretty late for newfound. It was They're still playing late. shows. <clears throat> they have a new song from two weeks ago. Yeah, hopeless. Most records. of those bands are still like. Mm-hmm kicking around they're they're still doing some stuff i'm still into pop punk hard man Two hundred thousand views already not bad anyway <clears throat> so okay this fucking secret song okay so i'm in my room doing whatever i've got the cd on i'm jamming out rocking out just playing games I'm just surfing i don't know what i'm doing the m- music's over and i don't even notice because i'm not even listening to the music i'm like so in the zone right and then it's quiet for a while i'm not paying attention and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, this is what I hear. So I oh, shit so my funny. pants. <laughs> Oh, like, did you check to see if anyone was in your house? <laughs> I had no fucking idea. I, I couldn't even really tell because it was like whispers. I couldn't really tell it was coming from my little CD player in the corner of my oh room. Oh, my God. It it freaked me. The sh- so That's scared. fucked up, dude. <laughs> and I bet they, they got so many kids with that. Oh, too. my God. That's awesome. Someone's in your house. And that scream. I was just, Fuck, that scared me when I heard it just now. God damn it. Mm-hmm. Anyway. You found glory. Check it out. Check them out. <laughs> check them out. They'll scare the shit out of you. No, it's good. It's good. <laughs> wholesome. Wholesome stuff. <laughs> All right. What do you guys got? Um, shit. Actually, there was one um, kind of off topic. You remember Sing to Sorrow by AFI? Yeah, I had definitely. That super yes. long ass hidden song. It wasn't really a hidden song. It was just like an unnamed track at the end of the oh yeah track that shit was like 12 minutes long oh damn that's one that that comes to mind for me i was like super emo and into afi back in yeah early mid 2000s yeah if you look at the (laughs) the length of the tracks they're all like three minutes Mm -hmm. three minutes 31 seconds four minutes whatever and the last one 10 minutes Mm -hmm. 38 seconds yeah exactly quite some time that's one of my favorites my dad told me not to read the lyrics so i read all the lyrics (laughs) learned them all (laughs) defiantly <laughs> nice. No, lashed nice. out. Basically, that, that, wait. So he didn't care about you listening to it, but just don't. Very, learn yeah, yeah. That was he's like, oh, this is like some demonic shit. You can't like, like, don't listen to the lyrics. I'm like, oh well, you told me not to do it, so now I'm gonna do it. And I had the whole lyric book, and I memorized all the lyrics for that entire album. <laughs> and, nice. Uh, well, I know. If we have uh, AFI trivia night, we're gonna call Ognos to be able to recite. <laughs> I didn't say. From I remember when I first saw uh, AFI in concert it was like ten years later, <laughs> like twenty six, going to see an AFI concert. I'm like, I felt like I was the oldest person there. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'm just like, yeah, I fucking know all these songs. Don't look at me. <laughs> yeah, but anyone listening to that now is gonna be, you know, they were. A teenager when they you know in 2003 yeah or four or whatever whenever they were popular some of the scene kids to listen to like the older emo music i think i don't know <laughs> i only listen to the classic <laughs> i mean <laughs> there's people like that like the kids i grew up with were still listening <laughs> to fucking we'll dad rock to from the 70s and pre-2004 taking back like, sunday yeah like i knew dudes in school that like only listen to slayer and like 80s like fucking metal i know i like to go back and listen to some of that stuff every so often but like the mm-hmm. new stuff and like I hate to like sound like this, but the new stuff like is not that good, um, or not nearly as good as the uh, the old stuff. Like one of my favorite bands from that era is uh, Cartel. Oh, nice! And and they're, um, they're fucking awesome. They're yeah, like the album Chroma is one of my favorite yeah. albums. Like it's a I've listened to the album hundreds of times. I have it on on um, two disc vinyl. Nice. Um, it, it's it's great. Their new stuff like is just not. Yeah, the magic's over, just, bro. It doesn't doesn't hit as right. Yeah, exactly. The scene has moved on. Mm. Yeah, I feel yeah, like a I'm, lot of. <clears throat> it's just weird. It's weird to talk about bands like that, like how your dad talks about, like I don't know, yeah. the Eagles or <laughs> you know any <laughs> of those dead bands. Like small bands. Not as yeah. good. Yeah. yeah, I still listen to that stuff. My playlists are. They, I, I haven't in a long time. Yeah. Oh yeah, I like to go back every once in a while. 
I've been in I I've been into Horse the Band a lot lately. What? Yeah, you talked about yeah. that. Yeah. Oh shit. Fuck. Okay, well, check them out if you haven't. Um, <laughs> so. Uh, but if you do it on Spotify, it's, it'll it it will fuck up your algorithm. Yeah. And your daily playlist will just be filled with Dad just rock. emo music, and it's like, damn, is it like high school again? <laughs> yeah. So do it. It'll be great. Yeah. Exactly. You should absolutely <laughs> do it. That's that's a, that's enough that's, reason that's to actually go. That's the worst part about it. letting other people like pick music on your Spotify is that their shit will just like destroy your algorithm, and then you got to spend the next like month fixing it. It's like, oh, they use my Spotify at a party. It's like, and damn it! It ruined my life. <laughs> you watched one YouTube video, and then now you keep getting suggestions for I don't know Swedish basket making or something like <laughs> oh that. Gosh. It just completely screws everything up. I watched one video of a guy restoring a Hot Wheels car. <laughs> That was fascinating. I don't know why. It was like an old classic Hot Wheels car, and the guy like meticulously took it apart. There's a community for this of people who just like restore vintage Hot Wheels cars, which makes total sense. And for a month, like every other suggested video on YouTube for me was like Hot Wheels restoration. This restoration. God damn it. A restoration of Hot Wheels, not like of an actual car, but just a Hot Wheels. Oh, Hot Wheels car. Yeah. Not even. Yeah. Crazy. What a time to be alive where there's, like, an active community of stuff like that. Yeah, I remember watching a video on, like, people who make homemade custom guitars and, like, sand them down. It's just a whole video of them just hand-making these guitars. And then that's all that was in my feed mm-hmm. for, like, ever. Really long time. You know what the, the other one? Have you ever seen the guy that lives, um, like, in the jungle somewhere and then, like, digs a hole and makes a house nicer than, like, where oh, you live right now? Did he make, uh, a, like, a pool one? Of, like, a... Um, <laughs> Yeah, Mr. Something. I forget what his name is. But yeah, he, like he makes he digs a hole and like makes like it's like this, primitive like, technology little home or with like, like a a pool and stuff, but he's got like plumbing and shit and he's got like running water into this hole in the ground. And he makes it by using a stick. Like he doesn't have a shovel. He just has like a, a chiseled off stick. Yeah, he's like a skinny like, Indonesian guy or something. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Is it that see. primitive yeah. technology? Not, not primitive dude. technology. I have seen him no. though. Yes, that's cool too. Yeah, and that guy just like literally uses like caveman rock and stick tools to just make all kinds of mud. crazy shit, and it's he's sick. a mud man. Yeah, it's like well, the dude's the dope. I made a hot pocket today. Like this guy made a house. Like what? Like I mean, like crap, <laughs> fucking badass yeah. in like two hours. <clears throat> um, yeah, exactly. All right, I want to play some vaporwave. <laughs> Excuse me. Let's do it. Let's this back. is a song by Together. You guys know that Together? Nice. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, great artist. Great music. The song is called High Hopes and it's off of Anthropocene Summer. Here we go. good mm, smooth um, dan bell who does the dead mall series yeah. on youtube uses a lot of his music for some of his the intros to his videos and playing in the background nice yeah he's got he's got like just a real smooth vapor sound 
yeah, yeah. I, I like just love this aesthetic and his name. He has another album, Sad Summer. Very good. I, I was debating. He's got a few albums. Yeah, yeah, a couple. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so it's and the name is it's Ghost Together. The um, Ghost. The kanji, Yurai, is what the kanji says, which is Ghost. So Ghost Together. All right. Thank you. Cool. All right. Anyone got something? Uh, you've been working on the uh, essential stuff, and there was a big announcement for essential this week, right? You got that right, my friend. Saint or Skylar Spence is coming. Skylar <laughs> Spence in the house, and that's great because of the you know ups and downs essentials had with the dropouts mm-hmm. and. Blah blah blah, but uh, we're we're making it, guys. We're we're doing it. So, what's the lineup looking like right now? And future, um, yes, a future girlfriend got added, and Skylar Spence, conscious thoughts as well. That's like those three alone is crazy. Super Sex Mm Four Twenty, which is like mind blown. Montame just put out the. Tendencies Super Sex 420 yep. split. Yeah, we were talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, then we got Discoholic, Tokyo Wanderer, Electric Dreams, Rob Clems, Ducat, Wherefore, which was Nuka Machi, I think. <clears throat> um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that's what it was. Who was the old name? River Wave, Six Stroke, Future Funk Monthly, Dane, Cat, ba- B2B Robin, I think back to back. Maybe that's what that means. Panic Pop, Groovy Kaiju. Strawberry Station, Melonade, Power PC Me, Porter Vong, Lucky Talisman, yep. sorry, sorry, I'm almost done. Mare No Tildy, Dash 30, Cobalt Road, My Name, My Name, My Name, I'm sorry, Chevron, and Party Mon-ami. Ball. What? Monami. 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 Oh, derp, derp. Monami. Monami. Great. Yeah, Porter's coming. So you're going to get a seminar up there if you go to Essential. <laughs> yeah. A little winner's circle lesson. Yeah. No, yeah. it's shaping up to be a uh, a really, really cool show. Yeah, um, man. You got Ruben's some of the coming. paper stuff in there. Yeah. So awesome. But Skylar Spence, yo, like, yeah. fucking sweet. you have any idea what he's going to be? I mean, obviously, if he's being billed as Skylar Spence, he's gravitating more towards the Skylar Spence body of work, not the mm-hmm. St. Pepsi body of work for but, sure which is great you know we've honestly no i mean that, that's that's fantastic mm-hmm. i mean that stuff is is good for uh you know for a concert or anything like that he played a couple of songs at electronicon um the last time there so even though there is you know one was saint pepsi one was skylar spence there is crossover so i mean yeah. i'm sure you're gonna get some hit vibe stuff for sure for sure played there and you can't not do that <clears throat> yeah very exciting i'm i'm sad you guys aren't coming man uh, I wish I could. <laughs> we'll see. Let's see if I can squeeze up there at the last second. But yeah. I would love to. You won't regret Ugh. it until you get back and you we'll feel how late your wallet is. quarantine myself for another 14 days if I leave the country. Cause yeah, true. That's, that's, a, that's a thing now. That's pushing it. Does that include Canada? <laughs> we'll see. I, it, any international. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Any international destination. If I leave the country, I have to... to work away from my office for 14 oh, days geez. crazy is this like a permanent thing yeah. you think or is it gonna just be for uh, the time being just for the time being scary Until stuff this whole coronavirus thing blows over and heads on out of here mm-hmm. but wash your hands kids wash your hands wash your hands back up your hard drives be safe out there <laughs> and back up your hard drives flash drive I was waiting till the oh, end sorry. to say that Ognos <laughs> But I mean, it goes with you know you have your personal health hygiene, but you also have your data hygiene. You need to back up your hands, wash be hygienic in all aspects of your life. Yeah, exactly. Get rid of those viruses. Don't back up the viruses. You can back get rid viruses. of those. You don't need to keep those. Don't, don't back up the viruses. Delete your viruses. Well, guys, this is fun. Getting back into it. It's good to be back. Hopefully, it good is. To be it back. is good to be back. Uh, guys, where can people find you if they want to go and find you? Twitter. Instagram. <laughs> yeah, so, so you're just going to go to Twitter and you're just going to 
Like, I'll that's be it. there. Twitter.com is Indy's homepage. Yeah, he's all of Twitter. <laughs> he, he, yeah. Indy is Twitter, <laughs> basically. Um, you can find me at Ognos Music on both Instagram and Twitter. What about you, Pony? You can uh, Instagram and Twitter at PHLSFO. Uh, for the rest of us, you can find the show on Twitter at Private Suite Pod, Instagram at Private Suite Pod. Uh, for the magazine, it's at Private Suite Mag on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Private Suite Mag, Patreon.com slash Private Suite Mag for subscriptions to the magazine, uh, as well as some the latest news on anything Private Suite before the general public hears about it. Uh, and of course, you have our uh, voicemail line, 412-44-VAPOR. If you haven't already done so, please subscribe to us on your podcast platform of choice, Apple uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever we're on, every major directory out there. So be sure to subscribe and uh, give us some feedback on what you think about the show. Obliterate. Tight. And I think that's uh, that about does it for us. So Wait. <laughs> nope. What? Not quite. Oh, Not that? quite? I want to take take a moment to just tell people about our website because oh yeah we have writers writing stuff on our website if people didn't know lots of articles Mackie just did an international mini disc day article Mm. um just summarizing you know what mini disc day is all about it's the first one nice way to commemorate it in time and uh that's on march 7th coming up um so yeah check out that on our website you go to sections at the top and then you can click news, features, fiction, reviews, interviews, and topics. We have features, we have fiction, reviews, uh, all, like, new things in all those categories. Dan Mason, Forever Nothing review. So, um, yeah, if you haven't seen us posting about those things on Twitter, definitely just head to our website if you want to see what our writers have been doing outside of the physical magazine. I guess the magazine yep. in general. There's a digital yep. too. <laughs> yep, and more to come. There'll be uh, more content going up there. Yes, all the tons time. more. So be sure to check it out. Private Suite Mag. Big focus on that coming up. Definitely. Well, guys, we got, we got videos too. We got two video essays yep. coming out. We got so much stuff. You should just you should just go there and check it out. You should just go to privatesweetmag.com and just see for yourself and instead subscribe of li- on sitting YouTube. here listening to indie talk about it <laughs> <laughs> well on youtube because we don't have the youtube on the website yet so you got to go to the youtube um and then hit subscribe and the bell and then you'll see the video essays smash that subscribe button. obliterate yeah, do it. it obliterate that like button <laughs> okay sorry little bell. everybody that is all <laughs> for me he says it in a nice canadian just oh just ring the little bell there you know, subscribe to the video, <laughs> don't you know? <laughs> no. Sorry. Sorry. All right. Well, I uh, that's gonna that's gonna do it for us today, guys. Thank you for joining us, and we'll uh, don't forget I back forgot. up your flash drives and hard drives. Practice safe data storage. Oh, okay. Right. Good thing you said. Back that. up your hands. I, and wash your hard drives. I learned learned my lesson the last time there was that major loss of data. I don't need Alex coming and knocking on my door. <laughs> Yeah. Not a good situation last time, so never forget that again. Never again. <laughs> so. All right, guys. Take it easy. Take her easy. Later. Have a good one. Later. Podcast.